Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hello, and welcome to Shelf Logic. My name is Caroline. And I'm Danielle. And we are back with the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge Woo-woo. 2024. Woo-hoo. I'm so excited. Um, this is, according to the list, the ninth edition of the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge. Yes. So, still sort of in its infancy. Um, so, I think we both had a lot of thoughts about some of the prompts. Mm-hmm. Um, good, good thoughts and um, less than excited thoughts. Yeah, other thoughts. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so, we are going to go through all 50 prompts. If you have never done the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge, we'll give you a little a backstory. Um, this is a reading challenge that the uh, website Pop Sugar puts together every year to try to encourage you to like push yourself outside of your usual reading, mm-hmm. um, kind of just challenge you to try things that you might not normally reach for, um, and then also just some fun ones that, I don't know, that kind of just force you to check things off your TBR that maybe you yeah. are dragging your feet on. <laughs> I don't know anybody who does that. Nobody who has like 1,700 books on their Mm -mm. TBR list. I don't know anybody. No, that's so weird. I don't know anybody who does that. Uh, So normally um, the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge has 40, yeah, 40 um, regular prompts and 10 advanced prompts. This year they had 45 regular, five advanced, which is an interesting change up. Yes. But you can find the entire list online. This year they gave us two little printables. So one of them is the list of the actual prompts. And then um, a like trackable list, I guess. Yeah, for you to like put your titles. Yeah, I think the blog itself said the intention was so that you could print out like mini book covers and like stick them in the boxes. Oh. But I'm writing them in because that's... Yeah, that's I'm, what I did, too. Yeah, I'm just not... I don't think I'm creative enough for that right now. No. That's okay. So, let's go through our prompts. All right. And then we'll give you our thoughts. Yeah. So, uh, starting at prompt number one, a book with the word leap in the title. They had some see also's, which I didn't quite understand why. Yeah, because it was basically the same thing. Yeah, so the see also like... on this one's leap year. And it's like, yeah, we... We yeah. got it. Anyway. I guess, I don't know if that means, like, you could just have any book with the word leap, or if they were specifically, like, trying to get you to read a book about leap year. Uh, yeah, I think it was meant to, like, guide you in that direction. I don't think it was firmly, like, it has to be a book about leap yeah. year. Um, but, yeah, that there were a couple of those that I was kind of like, okay, no, we get it. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> continuing. Um, prompt two is a Bildungsroman, which, thank goodness they put a C also on this one because it's a coming-of-age yes. story. I had no idea what that was. Nope, me neither. I'd never heard of that. Prompt three, a book about a 24-year-old. Prompt four, a book about a writer or author. Prompt five, a book about K-pop. Prompt six, a book about pirates. Prompt seven, a book about women's sports or a women... <laughs> or woman athlete prompt a a book by a blind or visually impaired author prompt nine a book by a deaf or hard of hearing author prompt 10 a book by a self-published author prompt 11 a book from a genre you generally avoid prompt 12 a book from a an animal's pov and again they put a c also here that said point of view i was like no we yeah we know okay yeah just in case you don't know what pov means sure sure why not um, this one got me too. Prompt 13, a book originally published under a pen name. See also pseudonym. We've already given the like broken down definition of pseudonym. Oh, right. Anyway. Prompt 14, a book recommended by a bookseller. Prompt 15, a book recommended by a librarian. Prompt 16, a book set 24 years before you were born. 
Prompt 17, a book set in a travel destination on your bucket list. Prompt 18, a book set in space which could be tied into 17 if that's your goal. Prompt 19, why not? A book set in the future. Prompt 20, a book set in the snow. Prompt 21, a book that came out in a year that ends in 24. Prompt 22, a book that centers on video games. Prompt 23, a book that features dragons. 24, a book that takes place over the course of 24 hours. 25, a book that was published 24 years ago. See also... 2000. Just in case you don't know. Uh, that was another one where so I was like, helpful. no, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do that for a book that came out in a year that ends in 24. Because was that 1924 and 2024? And like 1824, if you can find something. Oh, I guess but so. That but... was a hard prompt to fill. And yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, 26, a book that was turned into a musical. 27, a book where someone dies in the first chapter. 28, a book with a main character who's 42 years old. Flip-flopped. Yeah. Flip-flopped at 24. 29, a book with a neurodivergent main character. 30, a book with a one-word title you had to look up in the dictionary. 31, a book with a title that has a complete, or that is a complete sentence. 32, a book with an enemies to lovers plot. 33, a book with an unreliable narrator, which I have a lot of feelings about this prompt. (laughs) 34, a book with at least three three POVs, which we did not define again. We did not. 35, a book with magical realism. 36, a book written by an incarcerated or formerly incarcerated person. 37, a book written during NaNoWriMo. See also National Novel Writing Month. That's the only one that I was like, okay, that's fine. That's fair. Not everybody yeah. knows what NaNoWriMo is. 38, a cozy fiction or cozy fantasy book. 39, a fiction book by a trans or non-binary author. 40, a horror book by a BIPOC author, which we, did, again, did not define. We did not define BIPOC. But okay. 41, a memoir that explores queerness. 42, a nonfiction book about indigenous people. 43, a second chance romance. 44, an autobiography by a woman in rock and roll. 45, an LGBTQ plus romance novel. And then the advanced prompts, they start back at one, which is not typical of their yeah. numbering system either, but that's okay. We get it. Um, advanced prompt one is a book in which a character sleeps more than 40, 24 hours. <laughs> They're confusing <laughs> me. Um, prompt two was a book with 24 letters in the title. Three, a collection of at least 24 poems. Four, the 24th book of an author. And five, a book that starts with the letter X, which, if you don't know, is the 24th letter of the alphabet. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, that's, they're being clever. That's a little clever. It's cute. Okay. Um, so what are your thoughts? Well, so I'm going to start on the formatting. Oh. Um, I, even though the idea of, like, putting book covers um, are, is cute, like, that would take a lot of formatting. Yeah. So still too much work. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm, I'm trying to, like write my titles and the authors in there and I just I don't love it I also don't love that it's on two different pages yeah uh last year it was all on one page so I didn't have to carry around two two pages with me because like the way it is so Caroline just read um prompts one through 50 and then on the um tracking sheet it just has boxes numbered one through 50 so you don't really remember what the prompt is for those titles you have to have both in order to remember what your your book was for. Yeah. Um, so I don't love that. Um, and I was a little bit disappointed because a lot of the prompts repeated yes. from last year. Yes. Um, not even from a different Pop Sugar Challenge. Like last year there was one written during NaNoWriMo. 
Um, and last year there was one um, that took place in a day. Mm-hmm. And I think this year they just said, instead of a book that takes place in a day, they said a book that takes place in 24 hours. Which is convenient because it's 2024, right. 24 so hours I, I in a day. So I see what they're doing. Like, this year is a leap year. This year is 2024. So, like, I do see how they they tie in a lot of that. How they, they flip-flopped the 24 to 42. But... Um, but it was just kind of like we 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 were scraping the bottom yeah. for some ideas. Yeah. And that was something that if you didn't listen to our Pop Sugar installation last year, I have done the Pop Sugar reading challenge a few times and last year was Danielle's first yes. go at it. So for me to notice books or like prompts that repeated, I was like, well, maybe I'm remembering the wrong year. Maybe this was 2 years ago or 3 years ago, but for you it was like no, I literally just yeah, did this. This was my. This is only my second year, so that was a little like. Uh, yeah. What was the other? Oh, uh, the self-published author. Oh yes. We both loved our self-published book yes. last year, so yes. it's promising, but it's also like. It was The Martian. <gasps> if you didn't do it last year and you have this to fill this prompt this year, ten out of ten recommend The Martian. Yes, we absolutely. Love it. Yeah, that was a really really good read, and yeah. so I. Some of the repetitive prompts, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, that'll be a fun one because I wasn't expecting that to be one of my favorites last year. Mm-hmm. But it's like, was it the book or was it the prompt? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I struggled with that too. Now, I will say, even though I'm a little bit disappointed with some of the prompts and with the formatting, I still had a ton of fun picking out my books. Um, it ended up being a lot more robust than I thought it would, even though yeah. I feel like a lot of 24 is repetitive. And even if some of the prompts were the same from last year, I still found a lot of really neat books that I've either wanted to read or I'm excited to read. Yeah. So I'm not poo-pooing the whole thing. I'm actually still super excited about it. Yeah. And I think that's, I think what you said is very important because we both, when the, when the list initially came out, um, I had been watching Pop Sugar's website like a hawk, like a just a an obsessive yeah. <laughs> little goofball. And so when it dropped, I immediately texted Danielle and was like, "Ah, it's here! It's here!" And we both, I think, gave it a cursory glance, and we were like, "Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. Ah, this is this one's not doing it for me." And then I we were committed to it anyway. We were like, "We love doing the podcast. We still had fun doing the Pop Sugar challenge. Yes. So let's try it and let's just see like how many of these prompts we check off." And I think we both texted each other at one point, like, okay, wait, no, this is good. Yeah. This is a good list. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, same thing. Like, I don't want to poo-poo it um, because I did still have a lot of fun, like, going through the prompts and picking stuff out. But I just, yeah, I was really surprised by the number of redundant prompts from years past and, like, not far in the past. Yeah. And then there were two that you know that I was just like, I hate this prompt. Um, I hate hate prompt number 11 a book from a genre you typically avoid Mm -hmm. because that is the whole point of the pop sugar reading challenge is to read books you generally wouldn't read right and so to tell me we'll read a book you wouldn't normally read it's like well duh i'm gonna read 49 other books i generally i either generally wouldn't read or wouldn't immediately reach for or have been sitting on my tbr collecting dust so that prompt i immediately was just like well i don't know and also if you're a book lover, if you're someone who's already inclined to do the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge, there's probably not a genre that you fully are just like, absolutely not. I won't read this. I ended up picking a classic because mm-hmm. I just don't 
love classics. Um, but I, I, that was one that I was just like, that's kind of a lazy prompt in my opinion. And then, oh, you know that this one got me. When I saw this, I was just like, I love this prompt in principle, but putting it on the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge is a full-blown spoiler. 33, a book with an unreliable narrator. Yes. Uh, that's a spoiler. Like right. generally you don't know an, a rely or a narrator is unreliable until you find it in the book. You right. hit a point where you're like, oh, I've been deceived. Yes. And so to, to like just throw it out there. And then, you know, again, if you follow the pop sugar reading challenge with us or you follow our Facebook page or you're involved in like the Goodreads pop sugar reading challenge communities, because there's a lot of community out here for the pop sugar reading challenge too, which is cool. Yes people suggest things so that you can like get the ball rolling on your prompt. And I don't, I don't really want to know what books have an unreliable narrator. Right. Cause I would now I just know find that out. as I'm reading the book, I can't trust anything this narrator tells me. So I'm already, yeah, a little bit of spoiled. But yeah. Yeah. And when the bomb drops, when you're like, Oh my gosh, this person's not trustworthy. Like I've been misled the entire book. You're just kind of like, well, I already knew that because the prompt was literally it was explicitly was telling me to yeah. do this yeah so i that was one that i was just like oh man i don't want to know yeah so luckily and i think that the big pop sugar reading challenge community on goodreads actually said like we will not be suggesting books for this prompt like you're welcome to discuss with other members of the group outside of like the big discussion post but mm-hmm. they agreed that like this one is spoiler laden it's it gives too much away right from the jump yeah. so um Luckily, I think a lot of Goodreads and, like, Pop Sugar communities are like, uh-uh, that one's going to be a spoiler, so let's have this conversation, like, off of, like, a social media spot where people could just mm-hmm. stumble over it. But it was still one that I was just like, guys, yeah, that's such a spoiler. Yeah. Um, I will say, I think for Prompt 11, for a book from a genre you typically avoid, um, I don't read Westerns. Mm. It's just not my jam. And last year I went the whole Pop Sugar Challenge. So I tracked my books on book book read on Goodreads. <laughs> um, I read over a hundred books. Fifty of them came from Pop Sugar, and not a single one of them was Western. So I do have a little bit of a different appreciation for that one because that is what I chose. I chose a Western um, because I, I I proved to myself yet again I can pick books that I would never read normally. And still not be from the genre that I avoid. Yeah. So um, I do, I mean, I don't like it because I'm going to read something I typically would avoid. But I do like that it was in there because of those reasons that I just said. Yeah. Um, The one that I hate the absolute most is the bane of my existence. (laughs) Um, Is advanced prompt number three. Mm. um, A collection of at least 24 poems. I hate poetry. I, that makes me a terrible English major, terrible librarian. I get it. I hear you. I still hate it. I just, I don't appreciate it, I guess, um, the way that a lot of poets do and a lot of people who read poetry do. Um, I don't, I guess I don't like thinking that deep or like trying to find the symbolism and like mm. the underlying meaning. Like, it's not that I can't. I just, I don't want to read to make me think like that. Like, I just want to read to read a fun story. So I, that was actually one that I knocked out right away. Um, just because I didn't want to 
I didn't want to leave it till the end of the year. And then here I am stuck with a book of at least 24 poems and just dreading it. Not um, remotely excited. Yeah. So that was the one I was probably looking forward to the least. Um, and then another thing, which I had a conversation with a, um, a different friend who is doing this challenge um, just because she likes it. Um, I thought the same thing as she did before I started uh, finding books and just reading the prompts. I thought it was going to be a lot of nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like some nonfiction, but I also mostly like fiction. So I was not terribly excited about that. Um, so if, if that's your experience too, hearing the prompts or when you read the prompts yourself, um, I do want to say that I think the ones that you probably think have to be nonfiction don't actually have to be. Yeah. Um, there are other alternatives to those prompts because I don't have very many nonfiction on here. So it, it did work out better than I thought it would. Yeah. I was surprised by that too because I, I think when you told me that, I was like, oh, that was kind of my initial thought too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like a book about a person, a book about a topic. Yeah. And yeah, and, like, at first glance, like, I think it was a book about an author or writer, which was, like, the first one that I was, like, oh, I think that's going to be nonfiction. And then as I kept going, I was, like, and a book about pirates? That's got to be nonfiction, too. A book about a female athlete? That's got to be nonfiction. And it was just, like, the yeah, the more prompts you read, the more it was, like, oh, I feel yeah. like this is going to be really nonfiction heavy. But, it, yeah, it did end up being a little more balanced than I yeah. expected it to be. I will say, too, one thing that I'm doing different this year from last year is – um, I started this year by reading the books I wasn't excited about. That was so smart. Um, I So I've got four books done. <gasps> Me too. Hey, look at us. Whoa. On track. Um, and they were the four that I was... No, because one of them I was actually very much looking forward to. So three of the ones that I, I really wasn't crazy about, and they're done. So now I know I have the rest of the year to really like enjoy and not have anything that I'm like hanging over my head. I love that. Yeah, I did that too. I um, had chosen a class. I chose two classics, which I don't... From someone who doesn't like to read classics. Apparently not. (laughs) Um, So for prompt 11, I am intending to read Lord of the Flies. Yeah, it's a classic that I don't remember disliking. Okay. When I had to read it in school, I was like, this is kind of interesting. I could see why... It's a classic. I understand, like, mm-hmm. what it's trying to say. It's not, like, so far beyond our, like, modern understanding of, like, people and society that, like, it doesn't resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also chose a classic for Prompt 12, a book from an animal's POV. I read Animal Farm. Oh, okay. And that was one that I was, like, right from the jump, I was just, like... I don't know why I chose a classic because I don't want to read classics. Yeah. So here I am reading a book I don't really want to read. I'm just going to get it out of the way. And then come to find out that Animal Farm is not really completely from the point of view of the animals, but we're going to no. count it because sometimes it was. Okay. I don't know. Well, that's, I, I actually read that prompt too for book 12 and I read um, Remarkably Bright Creatures. Oh, yeah. First of all, it, that book just had no right being so good. It was so good. Um, but... It actually had three main character point of view. So I guess if I wanted oh. to double dip, I could double dip with Prompt 34, a book with at least three POVs. Um, so if you are somebody who double dips, there's an option for you. Um, so the animal, uh, Marcellus, he's an octopus. So he's one of the points of views. So it's not entirely from his POV, 
but kind of That's like cool. it's in there. So I was like, uh, I'm going to count it. Yeah. So I like it. Yeah. And that's something that we did touch on last year. So again, if you haven't listened to our 2023 kind of introduction to the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge, I think we're doing our best to like cover some of the like big core things, but definitely feel free to jump back and listen to that episode from January of 2023. But double dipping is a, a not necessarily controversial uh, in the Pop Sugar community, mm-hmm. but there is like a fan base of Pop Sugar Reading Challenge readers who are like, yeah, double dipping's fine. If I read one book that covers two different prompts, no big deal totally fine and then there are people who are like no i'm a purist i'm gonna read 50 unique books that fit each of the prompts differently so however you want to do that however you feel like would challenge you i think the other important thing about the pop sugar reading challenge is it is supposed to be fun like there are certainly books that you slog through if you joined us last year yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) um some of us slogged through the longest audiobook i've ever read in my whole entire life um but it is supposed to be fun. And if you have more fun double dipping, I don't think there's anything wrong with no. that. Um, I'm a purist. I think you ended up being a purist last year. Yeah, yeah, I'm being a purist with it too. Um, but I also understand that like life's too short to read read books you don't want to read. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like I'm not, I'm not shy about putting down a book if I don't like it. I'll yep. walk away from it. So I'm not a purist in that sense. Um, so I get the, the idea of double dipping. Like if I have a TBR list of 1700 books <laughs> and I maybe wanted to double dip so I could get to the other ones, go for it. Yeah. Like I get it. That yeah. makes total sense. Um, I think we're in a unique position where like as librarians and as like people who are around books all the time, like that's kind of just what we do anyway. Yeah. So the likelihood that we are going to read more than 50 books throughout the year is very high. Yes. So we may as well just read a unique book for each prompt. Yes. But obviously that's not the case for everybody. So. And I do think for you, and for you more than me, but for me a little bit, I think a lot of the books from these prompts were already on my TBR list. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say that is, yeah, that goes without saying for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I only needed to add one. Let me see if I can figure out which one it was. But I think I only needed to add one book that wasn't on my TBR. And like realistically could I probably have found something that was that fit this prompt maybe but I think I just was like no it's just oh you know what I think it was um prompt 44 the autobiography about a woman in rock and roll I don't think I had anything and Um, I ended up choosing rememberings by Sinead O'Connor um since she just passed so I really wanted to read her book um but yeah I mean a lot of the prompts are like broad enough that if you have a to be read list the likelihood that you're going to be able to check 50 books off your TBR is pretty good. Yeah. Um, the other two that I, I don't hate this prompt, um, but I also don't love it, especially as somebody who's on the list kind of 14 and 15, a book recommended by a bookseller and a book Mm -hmm. recommended by a librarian. It's like, well, I don't hate those, but it does require me to like go out and like find the recommendation. It's not something I can just like skim through my TBR and see if there's a book that fits. Yeah. Um, And so again, like being librarians, it's like, well, technically if I recommend it myself, mm, that doesn't count. Um, (laughs) But it is like, I have to uh, like go and seek out people's recommendations. And luckily at the library, if you pop in or if you're on our Facebook page, we recommend a lot of books. We have displays in each of our um, like kind of like, aged sections 
um, in our kids section, our teen section, and our adult section, we have recommendations. So if that's a prompt that you're looking at and you're like, ooh, I'm an introvert or yeah. I don't love having to go talk to people like mm-hmm. in person, don't come talk to us in person if you don't want to. You yeah. can just check our um, displays or pop onto our Facebook page. Um, we are doing a new thing this year where we have a staff pick Saturday. So every Saturday Very we're recommending cool. something. Yeah, so be fun. Yeah. And I mean, I th- trying to think back about what we've already said so far. I'm pretty sure I've already mentioned two books. That's true. Oh. So I've already recommended some books. Oh. So there's that. That's true. But also speaking of purists versus maybe not so much um, and being an introvert and not liking to talk to people, <laughs> I did not. So for number 14, a book recommended by a bookseller, I went on the Goodreads list of books recommended by booksellers. Oh. I don't really go into bookstores and I'm not brave oh, not <laughs> inclined to go talk i'm not to inclined them. to go find yeah. a bookseller and be like hey what recommend you recommend me a book um so i did go on goodreads and they actually had a really good list of books recommended by booksellers so i was able to pick one from there that's awesome um yeah so uh if that's you and you're like mm, i don't really want to go anywhere caroline gave you some great suggestions um so just one more uh you can pop on to the Goodreads website, and they have a category just for books recommended by booksellers. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. really good to know because I that is one that I feel like is not only limiting to like introverts, mm-hmm. like those of us that don't want to go to Barnes and Noble and like walk up to somebody and be like, "Hey, <laughs> no, thank you." Um, it's it's one of those prompts that I don't love because it's a little bit. Um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a little bit limited by your socioeconomic kind of status. Like, in my opinion, or like for me personally, it's hard for me to go into like a store and wander around and look at stuff and not buy something. Yeah. Not only because I have uh, an impulsive habit to to myself. Like if I go in somewhere and I see something and it's like, ooh, shiny or ooh, I need a little treat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the little treats. I love a little treat. Um, <laughs> but I also feel really weird going into like small places, like either small businesses or physically small stores mm-hmm. and having someone like see you yeah. and make eye contact with you. It's always been my least favorite thing when they're like, hi, let me know if you need anything. And you're like, Okay. <laughs> but this time I really do. But this time I do. And yeah. it's a recommendation. And when you recommend it to me and I'm like, aye, aye, Captain, thank you. I'm going to go get that from the library. Now I feel weird. Right. So I don't love that one because it was a little, like, to me, it immediately read as like, well, if I'm not in a place where I can buy a book, yeah, I didn't now I feel weird. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, I think, turn to Goodreads, turn to, um, yeah, just other online venues for that if you don't want to have to go into Barnes and Noble and like either seek somebody out they do occasionally have little tags in like all of the kind of genres that say like so and so recommends Mm -hmm. this one but you still you still get the like awkward feeling I guess not in Barnes and Noble because it's too big for anybody to even notice if you come and go but for me it's awkward to walk in somewhere and like scope it out and then just bounce yeah agreed and I didn't even think about that like feeling pressured to buy it there because you've recommended it to Mm -hmm. me like I think I would succumb to that pressure and like I have been really good about not buying books because I've been checking them out here so I yeah I would feel real weird about that I didn't even think about that but yeah so yeah so you have options yes definitely some some great ways to fill those prompts and and something that I don't think we really ever kind of touch on or like stress enough in the podcasts in all of our podcasts at least 
for us is that like we will never recommend something to you that you can't find here. Like right. we make it a point to like address things that you can get on Libby or Hoopla mm-hmm. or physically here in the branch. So yes. I think that sometimes when you look at this, you're like, oh my gosh, 50 books. Like I'm not going to buy 50 books. Don't. No, please don't. We would never. Like no. <laughs> I might own 50 <laughs> books just from like accumulating them over time, but I would never say like do the pop sugar reading challenge and go out and buy 50 brand, brand new, new books. books. Yeah, no. no. Absolutely not. Especially because, like, again, some of these are going to be books that you're like, nope, would never own that. And then you're going to spend money on it. Like, if I would have spent money on a book of 24, at least 24 poems, I'd be so sad. Yeah, you'd be so bummed. I promise I'll never touch this book again. Yeah. So definitely don't, like, box yourself into that. And I think the other thing, too, that um, I'm focusing a little more on this year than I did last year is, like, not boxing myself into adult books. Um, because there's 50 books on this list Mm -hmm. and that's a lot to read. And it doesn't mean that you have to read 50, 300 page books. Um, I've already read one that's written by, um, or that's written for kids. Um, and we're both in the children's department here Mm -hmm. at Southeast. So I think it makes a lot of sense for us to be reading kids books if they come up on the prompt. Um, so I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing Les Mis again. (laughs) Oh no, that was... That was a choice. That was a choice. I'm not doing a lame is equivalent ever again. No. No. Same kind of thought. For book prompt, uh, for prompt 22, a book that centers on video games, mm. I'm going to throw you a little bone, another recommendation, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Oh. So good. Um, also about video games. But I'm actually going to read um, a graphic novel. Fun. Yeah. So it's Cat and gamer volume one so it's a cat playing video games and Cute. it's right up my alley because i love cats um but video games aren't really my jam so i wanted to read something that would be a little bit more fun so yeah love that um, and look at you challenging yourself because you're also not a huge graphic I'm not novel a reader huge graphic novel reader but i'm trying so yeah so it's just another way that um the pop sugar challenge is going to stretch my reading love that so yeah yeah, I, um, let's see, prompt 23, I actually think I, I have to look at my list, I think I chose this book for a different prompt, and I was like, ah, oh, man, why did I do that to myself? But I know that, like, it's one that I've been meaning to read for a long time, and I know, I think we've already had this conversation, and you were like, oh, it's such a good book, like, give it a chance, you'll like it. Um, the book, uh, yeah, there it is, there it is. Um, so 23 was a book uh, featuring dragons, and I initially chose Aragon, mm-hmm. and was not excited about it. Um, and then I discovered that Aragon, that Chris Paolini initially published it self-published. So I was like, okay, I'm going to slide that to prompt 10. Mm-hmm. So it still gets on my list. But then I chose Spirited Away for um, the book that features dragons because I really love Miyazaki. And I love the movie Spirited Away. So I think I'm going to enjoy the graphic novel adaptation of, or maybe a manga adaptation, I'm not sure, of the movie and so it's just, like, there's ways to, yeah. like, fit these prompts that don't necessarily have to make you want to pull your teeth out. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. There are a lot of really fun ways to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of fun ways to, like, continue a sequel you've been reading or cross things off your TBR. I'm um, the book by a deaf or hard of hearing author. Um, I'm reading the last in a series that I've really enjoyed by a deaf author. Um who I actually messaged back and forth with on Goodreads for a little while, which was so cool. That's so, fun. um, so it was, it's really neat. Um, yeah. I think that there's a lot of ways that you can 
make this really really your thing yeah so yeah a book about pirates um I'm reading a Brandon Sanderson book and I love Brandon Sanderson so this was one that was already on my TBR list um it's one that I've really been looking forward to it's by an author that I know and love so like it just kind of worked out that I'm I'm gonna get to read something really neat yeah um same thing with the for prompt number nine a book by a deaf or hard of hearing author um, I'm gonna listen to an audiobook um, by Dave Grohl, and yeah. I love Dave Grohl. And I never would have known that he had this book, had this prompt never come out. Oh, and so yeah. um, one of my my other friend that I was mentioning earlier, she already uh, read this book, and she said it was so good. Oh, good. So I'm like, yes. Does he read the audio? I think so. Oh, awesome! Yeah. That would be so fun. Yeah. And so. I know that Prop Twenty One, we already have the same book chosen. Oh, and that's one we kind of touched on in the, um, like running through all the prompts. Mm-hmm. A book that came out in a year that ends in twenty four, and this was one that I initially also had some feelings about because last year's Pop Sugar Reading Challenge. One of the prompts was a book that comes out in spring of twenty twenty three, which is great because this prompt drops in December. So. If you are looking ahead to a book that's coming out in the new year, that can be kind of hard when, like, we get a lot of, um, like, library journals here as, like, library staff. So we kind of know what's coming out, but it's not easy if you don't know where to look. Right. So I appreciate that, like, we're doing a prompt that is in, like, the last one was in spring of 23, or this one that's just a book that ends in 19, or it ends in 24, Mm -hmm. but, like... It definitely boxes you in to probably 2024. Right. Because when I searched for books that came out in 1924, again, not a classics reader, so I'm already kind of deterred. Yeah. Um, a very specific year. So now I'm limited to like, okay, hopefully people published things right. in 1924. Um, if you want to hop back to 1824, now we're getting real silly. Yeah. Like, I don't, we don't even know that anything would be available. Um, again, we try to recommend things that are available here at the library. So, like, can you even get a copy right. of it? Unless it's, like, a big classic. Like, right. Common Sense by Thomas Paine. You can get that at the library. Right. You can get it on Gutenberg, too. Um, oh, and that's another great option. If you um, are looking at some of these prompts and you're like, well, I don't want to do something that came out in 2024. I want to do, like, 1924, 1824, mm-hmm. I mean, 17, that's – I'm – I think we're stretching now, but that's okay. But <laughs> Gutenberg Press is a really great way to do that, too, because it compiles everything that's in the public domain. Mm-hmm. So everything's free there, too. That's um, good to know. Yeah, it's a, it's a good resource. It's good for classics. But I'm excited because we picked something that we were both really excited about. Yes. We were both on an Emily Henry kick last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got a new one coming out called Funny Story um, that I think – are probably our whole team is going to read because yes. we're really excited about it. And it's about a children's, a children's librarian. librarian. Yeah, so that one's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, very yeah. fun. Um, and also, since Caroline was mentioning like ways to get books um, and not buying 50 new books, um, one thing you're going to start hearing about here at the library a lot more is Max. You're yeah. going to hear about good old Max. Um, so it's this new thing that we're doing where we are expanding where you can check out books from. Um, So we're going to be working with the Scottsdale Public Library right now. So if you search our catalog and you don't find a book that you're looking for, you can search the Max catalog, which will search Scottsdale's um, catalog. And if the book is there, you can have it sent to 
your Maricopa County Library, and mm-hmm. you can check it out there still. So we are even in branch expanding yeah. the ways that you can get books without spending money yeah. and still be able to read 50 books. I'm so glad you brought that up because I actually <laughs> I have a list of books on Goodreads. I have a shelf called Can I Get at the Library? And nice. they're books that I've either put in a purchase request for, which is also something you can do. Mm-hmm. If we don't own something, you can request that we investigate ways to purchase it. But that doesn't always turn out. Like, it's not always fruitful. Um, so I stick books on that list. I I have a, a decent list of things that I have not been able to get here. But I checked the Max catalog, and I searched some of those titles, and I could get them through Scottsdale. Yeah. But I'm also somebody who we are – like, our library is based in Gilbert – so if you're in Maricopa County and you're not sure, um, we're based in Gilbert. That's a 40-minute drive on a good day right. to Scottsdale. So I'm not going out of my way 40 minutes for a book that I could, like, I'm I'm not someone who's opposed to buying books, but I don't typically right. like to buy them new. So if it's a book that I can get used online or I can just stumble across at half half price books, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But if I can put it through the Max Catalog... And have it sent down here from Scottsdale because yep. the courier is already running all these books exactly. to us anyway. I love that. Yes. I think Max has been so fun to like learn how to use on our side. Um, so yeah, that is like I'm so glad you plugged that because Max yeah. has been really really cool. If yes. there's something you can't find from us, don't don't turn to buying it. Like don't make that your backup. Right. Make that like plan D. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there are so many ways you can get free books from yes. us. Um, and like I said, if it's a, a classic in the public domain, Gutenberg Press, um, mm-hmm. Libby, Hoopla, Freeding has a bunch of things yeah, that like, Freeding. I, every time I use, every time I remember Freeding exists, because <laughs> I'm so sorry, Freeding, but I do forget. Um, I find things that I'm like, oh man, this is on my can't get from the library list. Oh, nice. But we okay. can. Yeah. So, they don't do audiobooks, I don't think. So no, you I don't have think to be so. committed to an ebook, yeah. which I'm not always, but I'm getting there. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I oh, I have a Colleen Hoover book on my list, which I said I would never Oh, okay. <laughs> I said I would never read a Colleen Hoover book because I occasionally slip into being the kind of person who's like, if this is so wildly popular, it's not for me. Right. Um, obviously that's not true. Uh, if you listened to our Twilight podcast a couple months ago, uh, obviously I do like popular things. So I had to kind of let that go and just say like, you know what? This is wildly popular for a reason. I'm going to give it a try. So I do have a Colleen Hoover book on okay. here. I'll be interested to hear what you think about it. Uh, me too. Um, <laughs> I also have a book on here. This is going to be so funny and we're definitely going to have to revisit this when we do our mid-year check-in. Um, I have a book on here that I swear I've read but I don't have it marked on Goodreads. Um, for the book where a character sleeps for more than 24 hours, I have If I Stay. Oh, me too. Oh, do you really? Yeah. For the same prompt? Yeah. Fun. Oh, I think we did this a couple times. I'm going to be very <laughs> curious to see how many yeah. double dips we had between our lists. Um, I know I saw the movie. I went with two friends in college. We were bored one day. That was in the theater. We lived, We I went to a very small school in upstate New York, um, and our movie theater usually had, like, two movies. Okay. Whatever the big, great big blockbuster was, and then something that was, like, the polar opposite of it so that they could attract everybody. Um, so my two friends and I went and saw it. So I remember seeing the movie, but I swear when I started here, I read the book. So by then I was already on Goodreads. Okay. And so I'm like, I... I'm so confused. I swear I read this, but it's not marked on my Goodreads shelf. 
So I will be very interested to see when I start listening to it if I'm like, no, I definitely yeah. did read this. And obviously I need to reread it because if I can't even read the Goodreads description and definitively and like, yeah, say, I read this. yeah, then maybe it's worth rereading. But yeah. I swear I read it. So I'll be very curious to see when we check in in June. I'm going to try and make that a priority before okay. June. So that I can be like, no, I didn't read it. And I don't know what I read that I thought was this. Yeah. But it wasn't this. Or be like, yeah, no, I no, was I right. Yep. I definitely read this. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely read it. I didn't mark it. Um, it's going to drive me nuts until I read it. So I think that might have to be my next one because I'm I'm seriously losing yeah. it. I'm like, I swear I read it. Yeah, I know. Um, so I've already read um, Prompt 7, a book about a women's sport mm. um, or by a woman's athlete, a woman athlete. Um, it was called Good for a Girl, A Woman Running in a Man's World. Um, that was pretty good. Um, I read the book from the animal's point of view, Remarkably Bright Creatures, um, a collection of poems. I like Bo Burnham. He's a comedian, um, if you're not aware of him. Uh, so I read his book of poetry called Egghead. And I the one that I was really also not looking forward to was an autobiography by a woman in rock and roll. Um it's just not really my my jam, I guess. So I read Simple Dreams, a musical memoir by Linda Ronstadt. Hmm. Um, that one was neat because it took place in Tucson. Like, oh, or, that's well, cool. it didn't take place in Tucson, but she's from Tucson, okay. and I'm from Tucson. So there was some like nostalgia there. But I mean, even with those four aside, I'm in the middle of two more. Nice. I think, and a third one just came in. Nice. So like. I'm definitely excited to kind of chip away at this. Yeah. Um, we'll see if by the mid, so that would put me at like five, eight books before the end of the month if I finish yeah. those. Um, we'll see if I lose steam or not by the, the mid the mid check-in. I, yeah. That's what I'm kind of interested to see is like, how far did I get? How far do I have to go? That's like, always the danger. I, <laughs> I think that's the danger with pop sugar is that you get the ball rolling because you're excited to start. Like you, if you're like us and you build your list before January and like when the list drops, now you have like this like pent up anticipation. Yeah. Like you're so excited. And then January comes and you're like, ah, I have to consume all the books that I was most excited about first or like that I'm most dreading yeah. to get them over with. And then by like February, March, you're like, Ooh, okay. Well, um, pause for a minute. Yeah. I really read a lot here. I made a good chip in this. Yes. Yeah, I've read um, Prompt 12, a book from an animal's POV. I did Animal Farm. I read Prompt 31, a book with a title that is a complete sentence. I read, and if you haven't read Caitlin Doty, I highly recommend her. Um, I read Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs. Oh, I've read that one. Oh, that I loved it. That was a good one. That was really fun. Yes. Um, a fiction book by a trans or non-binary author. I read, um, and I for a second I got, thought this double dipped, but then I remembered I read the prompt wrong. I read You Don't Know Everything, Jilly P by Alex Gino. Um, about, it's about a little girl who, um, is expecting a baby sibling to come. And when mm-hmm. her sister's born, she's born hard of hearing. Okay. And Jilly is like in an online community of people that love the same book. And one of the people in the community happens to be deaf. And so oh. she immediately is like, oh, deaf friend, tell me everything about being deaf. And the deaf friend is like, well, whoa, you don't just get to come to me and like, assume I'm going to tell you everything about being deaf. Right. Like, I want to help you and I want to help you be a good sister and a good friend, but like, Oh, girl. Yeah. That's, you're doing too much. Yeah. Um, and then I read the advanced prompt, which I felt like this one was too easy to be an advanced prompt, but whatever. I don't make the list. Um, <laughs> a book with 24 letters in the title was not hard to find. Yeah, no. I read The Overdue Life of Amy Byler, and it was so much fun. It was really good. So I feel like I'm 
I'm the ball is rolling yeah. for me, and so I'm probably gonna knock out a few more by the end of the month. But um, knowing full well that I may hit a wall at some point and just be like, yeah. oh no, yeah. Now I have uh, now I have eleven twenty two sixty three by Stephen King, which is like a twenty eight <laughs> hour long audiobook. Yeah, I'm Who? also reading a Stephen King, so that's kind of like I'm gonna read The Shining oh, fun. Um, for a book that is set in snow. Ooh, good one. Um, but I also have, so I told you, my my method this year was to try to read the books I wasn't very excited about first. Um, but the uh, um, reading a book from a genre you typically avoid, I'm still dragging my feet on. I'm going to read Lonesome Dove. Um, and that's a book my grandma has recommended to me, like, since I can remember Aww. her ever recommending me a book. Um, and so I bought it in one year, like, I've had this book for years, um, intending to read it so I could talk to her about it. So this is the year. Yay. But it's still sitting on my shelf. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, I'll get to it. I'll get to her. It's fine. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you have a book that you're like, ooh. <sighs> and now I'm kind of in that mindset. Like, do I start it now while I have the steam? Or mm. yeah, what do I do? Because it's hard once you run out. You're like, well, now I don't now care. Now I'm stuck with this book. Now I'm really struggling to pick yeah. up the ones that I was not excited for. Yeah. Yep. I uh, I feel you there. And I think that it's going to be... I almost kind of want to like look and see how long the audiobooks are for some of the ones I'm not excited for and mm-hmm. like, get the long ones out of the way. Yeah. Um, because reading Les Mis in July gave me so much anxiety <sighs> um, that I wasn't going to make it. So I think... I'm I'm very excited. Like I said, or like we both said at the beginning, this was a this was a year that when I opened the reading challenge, I think I went into it. Maybe my expectations were too high. I don't know, but I went into it so excited, and my initial glance was like, "Ugh, I don't know." Yeah. And then my like stepping back and like making the list, I was like, "No, I love this. This yeah. is gonna be fun." So yeah, I'm agreed. very much looking forward to it. Yes, me and, too. Uh, I hope you all are too. Yeah. Um, like we said, follow along with us if you've never done the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge. Um, this is a great time to start. Absolutely. Feel free, like we said, to hop back and look at the 2023 challenge mm-hmm. um, that we podcasted through as well. It was a lot of fun. Um, be sure you're following us on Facebook. We post every Friday to um, suggest a prompt for you and some recommendations that you can pick up here at the library or on Libby. So lots and lots of ways to get this done. Yes. And have fun with it. Yeah. So this has been Caroline. And Danielle. And we will see you in June for our check-in. Yay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.